Welcome to Carpe Dime, a podcast about personal finance and everyday life. I'm Jamie Davidson. And I'm Dusty Simmons, and we're with Financial Center First Credit Union. Thanks for spending your free time with us today to talk about how life and family affects us achieving our financial goals. So I got this the other day. It it said outgoing, overshare, looking for deep connection with someone who really wants to get to know you. Call me, email me, or just DM me. You ever had that happen? Uh, I mean, Jamie, you know that sounds like my personal dating profile. <laughs> Probably does. <laughs> Get your laugh in now. Oh, I'm getting it in all right. Because it's not. Yeah, I think it's hilarious. That, I think that, that's where I saw that. It was yours. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, this profile describes a lot of us trusted Americans who get caught up in digital financial scams every year. And unfortunately, crime hasn't stopped during this pandemic, has it? No, it really hasn't. In fact, cyber criminals, they're out there uh, working harder than they usually are. <laughs> you know, that I mean, no, seriously, when it comes to crime and when it comes to, to people trying to commit fraud, they're always 10 steps ahead of us. Mm-hmm. And now that we're sort of in this position where we're on lockdown, but we're using so much technology, we're actually seeing even a, more of an increase in that. Yeah, and it's all pandemic COVID related. So... You should have no fear, though, because today we're shedding light on the top COVID schemes and giving you tips to be vigilant with your personal information and ultimately your money. Right. And I didn't you look up some numbers again? You're always well, looking you know, at the numbers. I'm what did numbers you find girl. out? Because, you know, you know cybercrime is big business. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they say? Crime pays. Yeah. And it's paying even more nowadays. Yeah. Until you get caught. Right. Well, you know, that's all, I guess, depending on how big the. That big to pay off, right? Right. So let's talk about, you know, 2019, nearly $667 million were lost to imposter scams. And what's scary about that is that's a 34% increase over the previous year. So scams in general are just compounding themselves year over year. And I can I can guarantee you when we look at these numbers next year mm-hmm. in reference to this year, it's going to be even more so because of uh, what's going on with uh, COVID. Right. Um, overall fraud losses in America were more than $1.9 billion in the United States last year, another 28% jump. So what's really scary is when you look at the statistics of 2020 related to coronavirus scams, you know, as of the end of April, just two months into that scam, scammers had already figured out how to change everything around. And the Federal Trade Commission reported coronavirus-related scams have cost Americans $13.4 million already. Who knows what that's going to be by the time this thing is over Oh, with. my gosh. We'll be in the hundred millions, if not more. I can guarantee you. Yeah. I like to say that. I can guarantee you. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I guarantee it. I, had a friend, what, I, used to, I had a friend that used to say that all the time. I guarantee it. This is like, what we hear after 12 episodes of the podcast. Right. I guarantee it. The weird it. things that we say. Yeah, the weird right? things that we say. So. All right. Since you're the history guy, I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of scamming and con artists. So, you know, why don't you give us a little bit of background about where scams come from? Okay, so like the the name con artist or con man actually comes from the idea of gaining the person's confidence that you're actually going to steal from. You gain their confidence so that they think you're a trusted friend or colleague or confidant or business owner or business friend. And it's usually called a long, the long game, the long scam right. or the long con. And so the con, the, the, the term con is confidence. So you have confidence in those people. So a lot of times when we do suffer from fraud, a lot of times it's people that we thought were very friendly and that so it's had, either had our best interest. At people, heart, right? companies or contacts that we feel we have confidence in. And, you know, that's even scarier when you look at the online side because there's less of that person to person Verification that well, that's what's who it really is. Well, think about that. When I when you get an email from your friend, 
you assume it's your friend. Right. You don't. They, you don't think you, anything. You don't go, well, maybe this is somebody that's, that's scamming me. I mean, right. if it's if you email me, I assume it's from you. But there's so many ways nowadays to make the guy I don't know in the room, you know, a thousand miles away saying they're you. Right. Looking for your information. And that's really, well, you know, with, with the, with, and I hate to keep bringing it up, but during COVID, we're seeing more and more of these scams coming up because of that. Because... You know, the idea is we trust people, we trust the companies we're with, and now there is such a huge opening for that to be taken advantage of. Yep. So, you know, scams have been along for around for a long time, online and internet scams, phone scams. But today we're going to talk specifically about some the six common COVID-related scams people are absolutely falling for. Okay. So I've got number one. This, okay. is, this, this makes me laugh, but I can just, I can see a family member calling me saying, hey, did you see? Uh, <laughs> there's scams that they're offering that they actually have the COVID vaccine or the cure, or there's actually air filters out there that you can get, well, that'll get rid of COVID. Right. Uh, you know, giving you that false, that false hope, right? Right. And it sounds great. But, but the reality is at this time, there's neither a vaccine nor a cure for this virus. So unless you're online shopping for the basics of hand sanitizers, masks, cleaners, gloves, etc., don't fall for this. Yeah, don't, don't go buy don't go, go buy the air purifier for $500. It's going to take care of COVID because it's not out there. If, if it was out there, we wouldn't just be popping up on our computer on a little pop-up. It'd actually be on the nightly news and it'd be all over the place, right? Right. Uh, it's, you know, the, the old saying, and I'm going to say this more times a day than I want to, but if it's too good to be true, it sounds too good to be true, it's probably... Not true. Not true. It's yeah, too good. Absolutely. Okay. Scam number two. Scams posing as government agencies such as the IRS, the Social Security Office, the SBA, or as you know... Unemployment office. Yeah, <laughs> this happened to me actually today. This is a true story. Uh, I was at work and I was. We were actually rehearsing we were, for we were today's rehearsing podcast, for today, and I got an email from the HR department saying, "Look what I got!" And what I received today, and what it was was, I had applied for unemployment. Somebody had applied for unemployment at the financial center with my name and my social security number as I'm sitting in my office working and talking about fraud so our HR director sent it to me and I was like, Oh my goodness. So obviously I stopped and I'm like, we need to stop practicing for a few minutes and I had to look this up. So I actually had somebody that is out there trying to get unemployment in my name. It's a, it, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there are so many things going on out yeah. there right now. It's unbelievable. And in reality, you know, government ag agencies are not going to be reaching out to you to talk to you about COVID related things unless you've previously reached out to them. So do not give personal information, social security numbers, account information, bank accounts right. to anybody who's calling you, soliciting you over the phone. Well, it's funny you say that because I actually did call the unemployment office, but I called them. Right. And they asked for my last four digits they didn't of my social. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They didn't ask for the full. They asked for the last four. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody, listen to this once again. Anybody calls you and asks you for your social security number and your date of birth that you had not contacted originally, do not provide it. That is buzzers going off, alarms going off. Somebody is trying to scam you, okay? Please, everybody understand that. Please tell everybody you know this. Grandparents, parents, children, let them know, okay? Right. Uh, we've all gotten the phone call saying that if we don't call back by a certain time, they're going to drop our health insurance. Don't call those numbers back. It's yep. out there. Okay, number three. Expedited stimulus checks. So if you haven't got your check yet, if you want it expedited, Send us your information with your bank account, and we'll get we'll give you the refund earlier mm -hmm. or the stimulus check. I earlier. have seen, I've heard people that got emails 
on this or seen website banner ads. Um, absolutely a scam. Do not fall for it. Do not provide your bank account information. Anybody that contacts you to help you and ask you for your bank account, that is a fraud. Do not do this. Trust me. Don't share your bank account with anybody that emails you or calls you that you do not know. And make sure you know that person. I still wouldn't give it to them. If my wife emailed me and said, I forgot our bank account number. What is it? I surely would not email her back. I would call her and say, hey, what's going on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number four. And this is kind of a toughie um, because there's some some of this that's real and some of it's that's fake. But phony small business loan sites. So with the SBA giving out PPP and other types of um, relief loans for small businesses during COVID, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of people that are preying off of those small businesses, setting up websites and asking, you know, for you to input a down payment or information to get to apply for the small business loans. Now, the, the tricky thing about that is there's a lot of credible financial institutions offering those loans and you can apply for them yes. via their websites. Yes. Um, so you got to be careful. The best way to know if that's a true lender who's offering those services or not is to go to the SBA website, choose the state that you're in, and actually look for lenders who are offering those programs because you don't want to get stuck in a trap where you've put your information in to apply for a loan Correct. at a phony site. Yeah, Actually, yeah, do your, do your homework do there the homework. and look at that and make sure that is actually a legitimate company. Yep. They are out there, but make sure. But, you know, we as a financial institution, we're not going to call you and ask you if you want a loan and ask you what your bank account number is. We already have your bank account number. Right. So if we're calling you and asking you if you want to do this and what's your bank account, once again, those alarms should be going off on your head. This doesn't smell right. It's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're applying online, make sure it's with a legitimate provider of those services. Okay. So number five, we see this a lot during the holidays. We're seeing a lot more of it now because- I've of, seen a lot of it now. You're seeing a lot. I you, see a lot on seen, Facebook. You've seen a lot of it? Donation scams? Donation? Well, I didn't even say oh. it. Yes. <laughs> I stole your thunder, didn't I? You know, I see those on social media all the time. They're either asking for an individual to support, an organization, those kinds of things. Some right. of it's legit. Yeah, it, it can be legit. We've all seen the, you know, the um, the fund me or the go fund this right? and that. And I get that. I think the answer to that is, you, you, and it goes back to almost everything we've talked about here. It's really go back to that source and see what it is. If you get somebody that calls you on the phone, and I've had this happen before, and probably most of our listeners have, you, you get that phone call around the holidays. Do you want to you want to donate to the state police fund? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of us go, okay, yeah, we want to help out. But do we really know that's who that is? We want to make sure that's where that's going. So a lot of times I will say, do you have a website I can go to? Or do me a favor, send me a send me send me a, a, a package, right. something with your something information in the on mail. it, something in the mail with an envelope, and I'll be more than happy to. Mm-hmm. Do not, if somebody calls you that you don't know and asks you once again to make a donation, and then you give them your bank account or your credit card number, not always, but most likely, guess what? It's a Scams. It's a fraud. But, you know, the other thing we've been talking about all this time is, you know, the Internet can scam you, but also use the Internet to your advantage, right? Yes, that's exactly right. So today we were talking about when we found out when I got that uh, email about unemployment, I started typing that in. Unemployment scams in Indiana. Trying to find out what's going on. So anything like that, anytime you just you feel uneasy about it, get on the computer and type it in and see. And nine times out of ten. 
it'll pop up if it's a, if it is fraud or scam. Right. Uh, I've had so many people that I've worked with in the past, friends and just uh, people in general. I had one that was very, very educated person, and they were so excited they were going to purchase a car off Craigslist, and all they had to do was take money out of their account, wire it to this other person's <laughs> account, and they were going to they were going to ship them the car because the wow. car was in Detroit. Wow. And I said, this is a, this is, this isn't, this isn't good. Have you, you, are you sure about this? Oh yeah, I'm sure. How do you know? Well, look at the pictures. <laughs> so A, the price of the car was a lot less than it should be. B, it's a beautiful car. C, you send them money and D, they're going to send you the car. I said, come on now. Right. Of course, what did we do? I got online, I typed it in and it pops up and this is a huge fraud, a huge scam. So it's really important that you're looking at those things. And if it just, if you just feel uneasy, take your time. It's like when you purchase something, anything else in life, you know, the idea when you go to purchase something and it's like, this is the only one. No, it's not. Yeah. And with these charities, it's really easy. Get online, check out the charity, see if it's legit. See if there's any scams out there related to the charity before you give them your money. Well, I always like to say, why are you, I just gave you money last week. Did you forget? <laughs> All right, we got number six. Uh, number six is a tough one here because you, you you don't think about it. What is number six? This is a really an interesting one that I think has become more prevalent since we're a lot of us are working from home and it's work related scams. So if you're working from home, it's likely you're going to have technology issues with your computer. You're going to need a help desk, tech support, um, or you're seeing just a, a plethora of emails coming through from your coworkers and your boss. Um, or your Outlook contacts, because that's how we're communicating now. So, you know, when you when you are looking for those things, and we actually had an employee who, who fell for this recently, but, you know, you got to be really diligent about looking at um, the sender's information. Does it seem off? Does the communication seem like something that they would normally send you. But the last thing we want is them, the last thing you want is them getting into your system or you sending them any information that could hurt um, you or, or your company. Correct. Yeah. Make sure that's really happening. And you know, if it looks like it comes in and it doesn't seem like it's the norm and that's a contact of yours that, you know, pick up the phone and text them. Yeah. And or, that's actually what call our, say, our friend did was called and text, you know, called and said, this doesn't sound like you, is this you? No, I've been hacked. Yeah. You know, so, and a lot of times the, 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 the scam happens so fast. We don't even have time to communicate with the people who we know um, because they're just that good. Right. So, and, but after you hit the button, it's gone and then it takes off. And next thing you know, you're going, why did I do that? I've seen, I've seen the examples when I was researching this is tech support is where you need tech support. And so it's a fake help desk email and they're asking you to input your credentials and all of those things. And uh, next thing you know, you know, they've got everything in your computer system. So everything we've just listed is the exact reason why I do not answer any of my emails. <laughs> Everybody else out there, I suggest just don't answer your emails. <laughs> so, you know, over the course of the last 15 minutes, probably, we've talked a lot about some tips to protect yourself, but we're going to just kind of recap those and give you specific things to help you avoid COVID scams for your finances and your personal information. And not only during COVID, after COVID, pay attention to this, These are okay? all good, yeah. Number one, don't open suspicious text, pop-up windows, or click on links or attachments that you don't know. Right. Number two, know who you're dealing with. Take the time to look at an email sender's name or a company that's contacting you. Correct. Number three, never give your social security or account numbers over the phone or over your text or online. <laughs> <laughs> if they're soliciting you, never give right. them. You know, I, I, 
I don't give anybody my bank account number. I, <laughs> that's just how it is. For you to get my bank account, I mean, even you when I, even when I go in the branch to get my bank account, I'm like you whispering, whisper, yeah. Okay, and I'm doing numbers in my hands. So yeah, somebody calls you, don't know, go, what's your bank account number? Don't do that. Yeah. All right, tip number four. If it doesn't look right, it's probably not. As we were talking about before, the internet is at your fingertips and you should use it. If you're not sure and you're on the phone with somebody, type it in really quick, look it up, see if it's legit. Well, that's pretty funny because we, we, we walk around with our cell phones all the time, right? All the time. And it's just grab your phone and Google it real quick. Right. I, I mean, think about that. And, and I always, always say, if it, if it doesn't look right, it doesn't smell right, it's probably not right. right. Number five. Use your credit card to make online purchases. Don't use your debit card. Yeah, I mean, I am. I have to say, Jamie, I'm super guilty of this. And, and I know why. It's because when I use my credit card, I don't keep track of that spending. And so I spend more than I should. So I've started using my debit card on Amazon and places like that. But I know that's not the best thing because if my account would get hacked and they got my debit card information, they could literally wipe out my bank account. And then I would have a whole slew of problems getting that money back. So... I know the best thing to do is to use the credit card because it's going to limit your liability to $50 um, and then past that, you know, that's going to all be made up. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, a few things on that as well. Remember that the liability issue is limited. You're going to get your money back in your bank account most likely, but the issue is how long does it take? Right. So now you've got to find a way to pay your bills. Why, while while the, the account is sitting at yeah, zero while, or below. While it's going through that process. Uh, and you've had process. fees assessed uh, yes. and all those good things. Uh, and this actually happened to us a few years ago. Not the, not the debit card issue, but the credit card. Uh, our Amazon account was hacked. And it took us a few months. It was the nacho cheese incident. No, it wasn't okay. the nacho cheese, but it, it was you know it was, it was the following year. And what had happened, uh, we'd been noticing that we kept getting emails from Amazon talking about our password expired. And I think one of us is I've been getting that lately. Have you been getting that Yeah, lately? and I haven't fallen for it, thank God. And we're going, what? And so we go into it. And obviously what happened was that we gave them, we gave them uh, access. Your password, yeah. And we actually had to close out that Amazon account. Wow. And get a new one. And uh, But that took like three months to get this all taken care of. So it had to go through the whole process. Mm -hmm. So make sure when you are purchasing online for your safety purposes, use a credit card. Be aware. Not only that. Every month when you do get your credit card bill, make sure you're going through it. Make sure everything on there is yours because when you're doing that, you, you, a lot of us get our bill and we go, okay, that's how much I owe. Make yeah. sure everything's on there. And we actually do this in our house. We go through the credit card statements mm -hmm. and we make sure they are They're everybody's. legit charges. It's like, okay, so who did this? And, I, and, and because, you know, I mean, I'm so guilty of this. I'm so lazy when it comes to that. If it's not, if it doesn't seem out of whack to me, I just pay it, but I need to. Well, in our house, because it's, that credit card's hooked up to the Amazon account. Right. The wife's using the Amazon account. The Both kids. the daughters are using the Amazon account. I mean, I'm hooked up to it. I don't use the Amazon account because I don't purchase anything. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we have to go through and say who bought this, who bought this, who bought this. Because if the girls are using that, they're supposed to pay us back. Right. And then not only that, we have Finn that's hooked up on that as well with his purchases. And we do let it – I mean, if he purchases something for his game system, we actually have a password. But we want to go through and make sure right. – that was us, right. not somebody okay. else. So number six, social security numbers are only necessary when applying for credit. So be really careful when you use, when you're giving anyone your social security number. I mean, unless they are verifying your identity and you have called them or you are applying for credit, do not give your social security number out. It is your most valuable piece of information, yes. personal information. Most definitely. Nobody from a legitimate company is going to call you and ask you for your social security number. Correct. If they do... You know you got a problem. Right. 
Okay. Number seven, never send sensitive info via email. Once again, social security numbers, bank accounts or credit cards I think that are of, not secure. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people realize that if you send something from your Gmail account or your Yahoo or whatever, it's not a secure email unless you are actually sending a secure email. And there are definite ways to do that. There are ways to do that. And it, it's actually pretty, um, it's it's funny because- When the, you get secure email. Yeah, yeah. I've had people that, that are members of ours at the credit union that go- I got this funny email and, right. and, I, and I'll say, what does it say? And it'll say it's a secure email. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, legit. The, the loan you were doing, they were sending you the paperwork in a secure email. So, oh, okay. So uh, that, that's something we as the public all need to be aware of. But that's, mm-hmm. that's out there and, and you only want to send things secure. All, all right. right. Number eight. Okay. Eight. I hope this is one of those things that you see like on social media where it says, I was X years old when I learned this today. This is kind of me at some point, but it's the secure website indication. So if you see an S meaning secure either after or before the HTTP that indicates that it's a secure website. For example, like your financial institution should be a secure website. A site that you're purchasing something on should be a secure website. So look for those indicators. If you're getting an email from someone and they're asking you to verify information, make sure when you go to that website that it has the S and that you know that it's a legit secure website. And actually a lot of the um, softwares now that they offer on your computers yeah. to protect you, if you get one that's not secure, it will, it flash, will tell, it'll you. tell you. Yes. And a lot of us ignore it. If it's telling you that, don't ignore it. Yeah, that's go, a good Okay, point. wait a minute here. Make mm-hmm. sure. And number nine, last but not least, don't believe promises that you're going to get easy money. You know, if it sounds too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. We see this all the time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get rich quick scams. Um, you know, the uh, get your stimulus payment early. Yeah, those are not. Right. That's, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're not going to work from home and work 10 hours a week and make $40,000 a month. It's right. just not going to happen. It's right. just, if it's too good to be true, it then is. it's too good to be true. Okay. So, but all of us doe-eyed Americans, we have all fallen for something here or there with this. So, you know, what are some things we should do if we if we have been scammed and we got caught? The first thing you want to do if you've been scammed is contact your financial institution or your credit card company. Why them first? Because you want to find out what's going on. Let them know so that they can put stops on, on anything ones. else. Because yeah, most likely if they've gotten your bank account or your credit card, mm-hmm. the thief isn't going to just go to one place and stop. And they're they're going to keep going until it says until it cuts them off. And it, they're going to do it fast. Oh, yes, they yeah. are. So number one, call your financial institution and your credit card company. Mm-hmm. Number two. Yep. Credit bureaus. Um, so that's Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Equifax. Uh, let them know what's happening that either your account information or your credit has been hit. You know, notify them so that they can put holds or stops or freezes on your yeah, credit. Yeah, they'll put a freeze well. on it. And if you're going to put a freeze on those, make sure you just write down the PIN number because once you put a freeze on it, so they're going to give you a pin number. They're going to you're going to create a pin number with them, or they're going to give you one. Okay. Make sure you write it down because anytime you need to go out and get credit now, you have to call and unfreeze that. And it's very easy. It's a very easy process. But the key here is this: I've, I've known people that have frozen their credit lines, and then they forget <laughs> their numbers. Like they'll say, "What is your pin?" And they're like, "What do you mean? What's my pin?" Uh-huh. So make sure you're doing that at the credit bureaus. And as a matter of fact, that's a great way to prevent fraud from ever happening. If you want to, is actually putting a freeze on your credit. If you know you're not going to apply for yeah, credit proactively, right? Right. Okay. Number three, submit a complaint to the Federal Trade Commission. So if you've been scammed, 
especially by a government agency or otherwise someone posing to be a government agency. I didn't mean it that way. Um, you definitely want to submit a complaint. Let them know that there's some things going on out there. Yeah. Number four, check with your local police department to see if you need to file a report. And that really depends on the, the bank what, or the credit card company. What, what sort of fraud has been committed? And you might be getting guidance from your financial institution or your credit card company or someone else to file a police report. And it depends on the size, too. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, if somebody stole your, your, your got a hold of your debit card, like found it and use it, the answer there is you cancel the debit card, you, you, you redo the account number, you still file a, a, a complaint. But if it's bigger than that, it's huge, then yeah, you need to go have a, that police report because some institutions make you have that police report in order to reverse those fees. Yeah, that makes sense. And then uh, number five, it's just good advice all around is to just once a year, check your annual credit report. And you can do that for free at annualcreditreport.com. Make sure that what's on there is yours. Uh, make sure there's no fraud. Well, not only that, the annual credit report, you do that every year. But mm -hmm. remember, there's a lot of other places out there that do it as well. A lot of credit card companies do it for free now where it doesn't affect your score. Okay. A lot of some banks and credit unions, I know we have a bank account where we can actually monitor our credit. That's true. And then you have, then you have, and I'm not usually one to talk about other companies, but Credit Karma does a pretty good job of that as well. Right. So use those tools out there mm -hmm. to make sure that you're monitoring what's going on with your credit, people purchasing Using or abusing your credit so that you, and, you know. And not only knowing if there is is uh, is fraud, but also just knowing overall what your credit score is. Well, I, yeah, I agree with you. But back to the fraud. I've been a victim so many times. You've got to be diligent. you got to be vigilant. And you've got to take mm -hmm. steps. Like today when that happened, I actually stopped what we were doing. Right. And, and started right working on this. And, you know, I, I know that can be frustrating, but it has to be done because nobody else is going to do it for you. Right. Okay. So, you know, we just gave you five really good tips um, if you've been scammed, what you should do, but kind of there's overall one piece of overarching advice. And what would that be, Jamie? So the answer is use common sense, be vigilant. Remember if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good to be true. Yeah, for sure. So be safe. Be safe and be careful. Yeah, we really want you to be safe. But if you're wanting to learn more information about fraud tips or scams that are out there that you should look at avoiding, you can always go to Financial Center's website and search the word fraud. And we have a tips page out there or, you know, go online and, and search fraud prevention. And there'll be lots of pages that come up where you can search. Plenty of resources for sure. Plenty of resources about upcoming fraud. Carpet Dime is presented by Financial Center First Credit Union. It's produced by Jamie Davidson, myself, Dusty Simmons, and our cool, awesome executive producer, Courtney Cooper. Financial Center is a six-time national award winner in the category of adult financial literacy. And our goal is what, Jamie? Improve your financial life. To learn more, visit fcfcu.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe to our podcast from Google, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and now the All Indiana Podcast Network. Check it out. Cheers.